Hi guys, welcome to Metamorpho with Deshawa and um, this is actually the completing episode for the completing path for the um, shining your light, what shining your light at the workplace looks like. What am I saying? <laughs> I, I'm trying to be a take one um, podcast maker. <laughs> so I'm not going to edit this. I'm going to put this exactly as it is so welcome to the part two of the um what shining your light looks like at the workplace um we have we still have nikki ajibadi aziz and engineer newbie with us Taya had to leave the conversation at some point so you may not be hearing her voice through this conversation but i'm hoping that you know you are still able to learn learn one or two things and that you can apply at your workplace and you know just enjoy the conversation basically all right thanks for joining again and listen and be be blessed (laughs) yes be blessed be blessed whatever be blessed bye (laughs) so the next question the next question i have is about um Literally, like if you've ever been in a situation where maybe you had to deal with, maybe you cut corners and you knew that, okay, you could give, it might not even be like grand, like grand corruption or something like that, or you taking bribe and stuff. Maybe just you knowing that you didn't give your best to something and you knew that you could have done better. How do you handle situations like that? Or if it is grand corruption too, well, it is welcome. I like just, you can talk about, you can talk about it too. And are you restituted? But literally, you know, being if we're talking about us being light at the workplace, how you mm-hmm. were able to, you know, handle that feeling or that situation, or if you were even maybe offered bribe and how you you stuck within of this is what you stand for, or you even disappointing your own self. How do you handle those times when you are it just feels like you didn't do you didn't do as you should have expected of your own self? Let me start with um engineering. Okay. Okay. So let me say this. Okay. So for me as an engineer, sometimes I supervise projects and then people want to give you something even before the project starts. So you have to wait. Do I want to collect something now? And then you have to compromise throughout the project. Mm -hmm. Because if you have collected an envelope at the beginning, this person is cutting corners. Can you talk? No. Mm -hmm. For me, basically, this is what I do. I'm not saying you cannot come and say thank you after a project, but projects are no, not now. Let's finish the project. Mm-hmm. When my eyes is shiny black and white, I'll be able to actually do what I have to do. That'll be my principle. So no gestures. If the company now decides that, oh, it is ample for all the people on the project, that's fine. That's what's because I realized that if you don't do that, you will compromise a lot. So, but personally for me, at my workplace, like it's not before we start a project. They are not going to, there's no selling out from the beginning of the project. There's only a particular contractor as one of, one of our workers that demand several times. And because constantly I already know that this person cannot deliver. So if you are tipping me, we know that that means that we both would quarrel throughout. It. So don't even bother. Let's just do the job. I don't even need any gesture. Don't come and say thank you. Don't bother. That's it. So if you have that principle, it would help you. And so that's what has been working for me. 
So that's it. So you have to choose what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And people need to know you for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. How so, about you? Okay, for me, I would, I would say that it's just integrity. Like, like you said, let people know that this is what you stand for and stand on it for as long as you can. It's usually tough, especially maybe when you feel like, oh, there are other people doing it this way, or there are other people doing this way. And maybe not look like those other people are trending more than you are. And you're like, what am I even doing? So, which also speaks to your own values, of course. But that integrity, standing on it, this is it, and this is it, and you're not going to waver. So, um, but when you mess up, I would say, fine, like she said, learn to move on. Don't beat yourself up for it. As long as you learn from what you have done. If you have someone you are accountable to, find it and speak to the person. But if not, just always learn, okay, I have, we, we are not perfect, but we are striving to be perfect. And we have to make sure that we take learnings from our mistakes. So when you feel like you really messed up, you want to ask yourself, okay, what have I learned from this? What am I going to do differently? And make sure you act on it. So that's just it from me. All right, all right. Um, next question, basically, I was going to ask you about um, sexual harassment at work. And, you know, if you've ever experienced any of any kind and form of harassment <laughs> at work and, you know, how you handled the situation. Let me start with Mike. Okay. So for me, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't at my own workplace, but it was just with someone else I was interfacing with. And uh, <laughs> I, I think to me, it came as a shocker. I was like, eh, what is going on? <laughs> so the first thing I did was to talk to someone okay this is the situation no what are we going to do about it yes so then i just i just cut off ties completely of course the person was not directly in my workplace so i i cut off ties and i just made sure that this is a no-go area yes oh, okay because that means yours was easy because the person didn't have anything to do with maybe because, your workplace no. No, 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 no. I could actually do without the person. So, well, there was a time um, it was like this person was a top person. But um, I would also say when it comes to values and like I appreciate where I work with the fact that you have this protective cover. So we're not going to, going to expose you to something that is, they won't expose you to such just because um, it's a business and all of that. So of course, in that situation, I spoke to somebody and, you know, it was like, okay, don't go yet. This, 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 stay clear, blah, blah, blah. And the whole thing ended. How about, how about engineer, newbie, any, any experience? Ah, you know, when you work with a male-dominated <laughs> field, there's always, there is, that always happens, really. And um, I would say that you have to know yourself. Oh, and like what the Bible says again, <laughs> flee from every appearances, as in it's just appearing to be. You will flee. Okay, so for me, it's been I wouldn't I'll be I've been harassed. Um, because you know, sometimes when you look young and you look pretty, you are an engineer, mm-hmm. everybody just feels that mm-hmm. maybe she's available, you know, maybe she also oh jassy, that's it, you know, that kind of thing. And then they try once, they try a second time. And then the moment one person tries and you can give your stand, it, it helps you. 
I'm not going to say that the first two, three people that came and I gave my stand, ah, they all just left me like that. Not true. I've had, I've had the case whereby, you know, a senior person was seriously harassing me and, you know, you have to get to a point whereby you have mm. to, like, spend some time to actually pray about it. It might, look, it might sound funny because you cannot... I, I didn't see reporting the person as an option. Civil service, <laughs> reporting sexual harassment, you would, you would stay there. <laughs> uh, the person now touch you. Did the person now... Uh, you know, before mm. you finish on that one, you have become an issue in the department. So for me, I thought it was much easier. First of all, I actually spoke to my husband about it. And then we spent some time to pray. Mm. Because number one, you know your upper form is in the mm. person's hand. So that means your promotion is in the person's hand. You don't want to shout at the person or uh, be rude. You also don't want to fall into that trap. So you, have a, you need a higher authority, which is the God factor. And that's it. And so it got to that point whereby we prayed about it. And, you know, gradually, I won't say it happened overnight. It was a lot of struggle. Mm -hmm. You know, when they now take your... Since you're not dancing to their tune, they'll change your department, change your unit, take you there, take you there, make you feel super humiliated. So for me, it was a gradual process. And after a while, they will know what you stand for. Like this person. And that's it. Once you can pass that first two, three, four tests, every other person already you are knows that, they have that this person is not this <laughs> kind of thing. I'm so they pass the message to each other that, okay, this one they do, this one they do. Ah. <laughs> no, but, no, but, no, but it happens. But it happens. But it happens. Mm. The moment you... It, but it's the truth. In the workplace with these days, you know. Even when you're married, even when you're married, it's not, it's not, a, license, it's not a free license that nobody will come and toast you. They will come now. It's even better. You better pray when you're married mm. because they feel that at least uh, uh, your, your mouth will be quiet. You don't want to, uh, you cannot you want to be exposed. You want to make it secretive. Uh -uh. So you better pray. So you have to make up your mind what you want and how you want to mm. deal with it. So it happens. It still happens every time. And so that's even a different case when it comes to boss subordinate one. But when it also comes to mm. um, maybe a contractor that just feels is rich, he wants to just harass you. Those wants to happen. So you or yourself as a person, as a woman, or as a worker, have to make up your mind. Where do I stand? Mm -hmm. And this is where you stand from the beginning that helps you. And so for me, it gets to that point that some, mm -hmm. you know, I would not say that all of them, we became enemies. Mm -hmm. There are several of us. I can't even leave them. We work together. There are some of them that you just end up becoming their friends. And after a while, you guys are even closer than when you mm. thought that, mm. oh, the person was harassing me before. Do you get? And so that's it. So you have to be, there's a maturity part of it. There is your, your needs part of it. And then there is that part of it that you know that I cannot fall into this because once you do, it's a problem. So you have to put all of those strict sense, the God sense, and then your maturity into okay. it. Now, the next question, we're going to talk about um, difficult bosses. Have you ever had any experience with a difficult boss? And you know that it was it was literally like everybody knew that any year, like the person just hates you, or the person did not just like like you would do everything and it would just seem like everything was always wrong with what you did. Have you ever had such experience? And how were you able to, you know, maneuver that situation or undo the situation? 
engineer and you be any experience yes yes definitely um i think for me first of all is don't try to outshine your boss don't even try it you know there's a possibility you want to but don't even when you know that the person is not as smart as you are don't try to outshine your boss so when you do, oh, that's one thing then second thing for me was when the person becomes difficult you just relax mm. Even when the person says, ah, yes, sir, okay, all right, I'm doing it. Go and repeat the report again. Just keep, you know, what is the boss? As many times as possible, whatever the person wants, just try as much mm-hmm. as possible not to be read as insubordinate or being rude. Try as much as possible to do it as professional mm-hmm. as possible and then deliver as at when due. With mm-hmm. time, the person's guard will come down. So that's my own experience. That was how I handled difficult bosses. I don't try to compete with you. I don't try to outshine you. I try to do my work and I challenge as possible to carry you along, whatever I'm doing. Okay, so I just have a quick question. So if you are in an organization where or if the person is not the most senior boss, do you think there is a place for, or maybe for even HR, if like if, if it is getting up to here and you feel like you can't even deliver? because it is literally maybe emotionally affecting you. Do you think there's a place for having convert? Like, I don't want to use the word reports because you can't report your boss. Like mm-hmm. we, are, we all say, but you know, is there a place for you to have conversations with somebody that maybe the person respects or the person is higher, or you think that that is going to literally cause more trouble? <laughs> what, what's your take on this situation? when it is becoming something that you can't be productive because I hear you with what you're saying, but in situations where it is now affecting your mental health or affecting your productivity at work, what do you do? Okay, so for me, I believe that at work, you should have maybe a mentor, someone that you trust enough. And then if the person, if you go to mm-hmm. talk to the person, like the person, mm-hmm. the person should be able to mm-hmm. give you good advice based on the experience. So with that, mm-hmm. with that, Sometimes the person will tell you, just be calm. Because even when you report to HR, there's nothing they will do. So just relax. Sometimes the person will tell you, why not do it this way? So you must have a mentor. You must have somebody that you look up to in an organization mm-hmm. that I trust this person. This person has my back. So when I'm even talking about what I'm going through, mm-hmm. the person is giving me an honest advice. So I think if you have that kind of person, the person will be able to guide you based on experience okay. before taking this question to Nikkei, i just want to ask you another question which is because i think that this this conversation about you know mentor or having like one person that's in the organization that you can trust and you can talk mm-hmm. to how do we let's just quickly i just want to ask that question how do you develop a relationship with somebody that it becomes like in your workplace now we're talking about the corporate world where you are able to develop a relationship and you can say that okay this person i can trust this person how do we get to that place because not everybody seems to have that in a in their workplace so how can somebody that doesn't have particular doesn't particularly have one boss that is like their mentor how can they develop one or how can they have one how can they develop that mentoring relationship with one person okay so for me this is what i did um i had like three bosses and there was one that i knew that was who i knew this person was a little younger was quite experienced very Mm -hmm. intelligent and so when i work with you i deliver and then i ask questions i'm asking questions so do you think how i did it is okay or would you prefer it in another way 
I'm asking questions. And then I'm asking, oh, sir, I think I wanted to do this professional course. Which one do you think mm. is better? I'm not directly coming to tell you I want you to be my mentor. Okay, so mm. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you questions. Mm. So you're finding me intelligent. Mm. You're finding me like someone that has a purpose. So, mm. you know, I'm not, just, I'm not just coming to come and tell you my problem. Like, this man is annoying me. No. I'm, I'm sharing I'm sharing my goals with you. Mm. So I'm thinking that I want to apply for this. I want to do this. And so the mm. person is like, this person has sense. Okay, this person is driven. So the next time I'm saying, sir, I'm, I'm writing this exam. Have you seen anybody that does this? Do you mm. have any recommendations for me? Can you write my recommendation, my reference for me? Mm. It's fine. Oh, it's, person, it's a person's mm. birthday. Oh, um, I got you a card. Happy birthday. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Before you know it, there will be a relationship. And the person mm-hmm. knows that it was first about yeah. the fact that you want to develop yourself. You want to get back. So it's not just mm-hmm. about um, uh, just getting, yeah. you have a purpose mm-hmm. and you are putting mm-hmm. your purpose first. Like, ah, this is the reason why I'm here yeah. with you. So it will help that. I think with that, yeah. it will be easier for you to be able to mm-hmm. actually draw somebody very, to, very, to help very, you or guide you. I realize that our generation, trust. most times, they're just looking for uh, giving me sir. Please, I just want to mentor me. And you mentor me. <laughs> because yeah, because many of them say these things. Like they just said, you send me maybe mails mail in on LinkedIn, or you send me DM saying I want to please, I want to be your mentee. I want to be what? What? What do I want to mentor you about? What? What do you have in hand? What have you shown me? So what she's saying is really very profound because yeah. I realize that our generation is pretty lazy. You just want it's almost as if you are you are looking for somebody that will now start telling you how to what to do and how to do. But, <laughs> But you're not, you're not willing to go and do your research and be like, okay, this is what I found, this is what I'm doing, da, 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 da. That's what people want to see. They want to see somebody that is driven. So I, I completely get what she's saying about mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, have something that is going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Nobody just wants an empty person that's not following their mm-hmm. mentee, except the person is also empty. That's the honest truth. Except that mentor that you're chasing to does not, oh, it's just loud noise and nothing. But if you have something that is going on in your life and they see that uh, this person is driven, there's something that draws. It's just like, let me now be, let me be a Jinanubi right now. I'll put scripture, I'll put deep collector. Ah, 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 ah. It's the truth. It's the truth. And I, this, thing, this thing is like a light bulb moment. And I think that mm-hmm. even if they don't hear any part of the conversation today, mm-hmm. this is very important. Mm-hmm. Being, being driven enough that you, you have a compelling vision. Yeah. You, know, you have to have something that's compelling enough for mm-hmm. people to want to be with you mm-hmm. in any kind of relationship. Mm-hmm mentoring relationship, marriage relationship, family, yes. any relationship. You have to have something that is working. I'm sorry that, don't let me, let me know this is, is touching my heart. <laughs> it's honest truth. Because at my point is, oh my God, but let's just drop this. Let's just leave it as it is. God bless you, Edina. No, We're us in that direction. We will not be with you. So, Nikki, I've not forgotten. I'm still on that normal question. Don't think I've forgotten. Let me let you answer your own, which was literally about difficult um, bosses. Have you ever had any experience? If you've not, it's fine. We can just move. Okay. So, for me, yes, I have. And um, I think what I learned is that everybody has a soft spot. I like what Engineer Newby said. Make sure you're consistently delivering on your performance consistently. Mm-hmm. Then after a while, you'll be able to study the person. You would get the person's pattern. Okay, it does not like mm-hmm. this. Okay, this is what he likes. You're not necessarily kissing the person's asshole, but Bible says if we can do it, let's live at peace with all men. So I feel mm-hmm. after after a while, like she said, 
the person will begin to warm up with you. There's some people that are actually very, very, you know, that they might never ever warm up, warm up to you. But the truth is that you will have learned how to manage such people. Such people, so So, like, like something, there's something someone tells me. Look, it says, learn to manage your manager. And I've heard it in different organizations. Learn to manage your boss. So, when you know that, okay, this person is like this, if I do this, he will react mm-hmm. this way, or she will react to say, you know the things to avoid. And definitely, you're not doing it by yourself. The only thing is, okay, this thing. Stay, stay on this lane. Okay, talk about this. Don't say it now. You can say it later. Okay, act in this way. You don't have to bring it up now and all of that. And like she said, I, I feel like, okay, learning not to assign your boss. So you don't want to be in a public space and maybe that person does something wrong and you're like, ah, sorry, oh, I think, no. There are times you have to learn diplomacy in quotes. You, you like you need to mm-hmm. learn diplomacy. It's it's tough for especially with the younger uh, generation. So that time you want to say what's going on because it's burning us and all of that. But with time, by the time you <laughs> by the time you enter road bombs like two or three times, you would learn it that okay, well, in the corporate world, diplomacy <laughs> is an art. That you you are going to be a very you might be a straightforward person, but it's an art that you really need to learn. It's a skill you need to learn to build, and I believe that with that. It's, it's actually help when you have to work with a difficult boss in quotes. Thank you. Okay, so I think I'm, we're almost done now with like two more questions down. Mm-hmm. Uh, has there ever been a time where you made a mistake? Like you, 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 like maybe it cost the company maybe even money or it cost the company a deal or something. Have you ever made a mistake and how did you own up to it and how did you fix it? If you haven't, it's fine. We can just move to another question. Let me start with Nikki. Okay. So, yes, I have. And uh, where I work, one of our values is actually integrity. Accountability, of course, comes with integrity. So, it's like, even if you've made a mistake, own up to it. It's better you own up to it than uh, later on, it's found, probably they find out and it becomes a mm-hmm. whole different saga. It takes a whole lot of courage to own up to your mistakes. Because you might think that when you own up to it, you'll be forgiven, and you might actually not be forgiven. But I, I feel mm-hmm. it also speaks to your core as a person. When we mess up, we go to God. <laughs> of course, we know God is a loving Father, but there are times we actually, you know, there are times we might actually reap the consequences of what we have done, and it might be a learning mm-hmm. path for us. There are times we get away with it. There are times we don't. But life is still good, you know, always learning from your mistakes, learning from your failures. So I feel if you're open-minded to failing forward, knowing that, okay, there are times that you're going to get tongue glass for certain things and you should be able to embrace it and, you know, think about what's the next step. Okay, now I've done this, I've done this. What do, how can I redeem myself? Or what do I have to do to make sure I don't repeat the same mistake again? So it's usually tough. It's a tough part. But I believe learning to be accountable actually helps a lot mm-hmm. so in your situation when it happened did you what did you go and tell them and what happened did it cost you something uh, yes yeah, so well okay let me say this yes i did i did and um i was um what's the word reprimanded <laughs> but, <laughs> but i just you know it was tough it was actually tough but 
I, I just remember there was a book I read and it was all about feeling forward. And I just remember, okay, life is not going to be easy. We are going to make mistakes. In fact, if you don't make mistakes at all, then you're not learning. You're not learning. It was tough. But I just made sure that, okay, I went through it. And after a while, everything just, you know, it just looks like it never happened. Um, everybody moved on. Mm, okay. okay, thank you. How about Engineer Nubi? Any experiences with mistakes? All right, so for me, I can't really, I've been trying to think about a mistake. Okay. I really cannot say. But the thing for me is, if you actually make a mistake, mm. carry your boss along. Mm-hmm. Carry your boss along because the thing is, he's the person to protect you. So when he's aware, even when the externalities comes, it takes sure. the shock for you. But when you, when you make a mistake and you are trying to hide, mm-hmm. you are trying, when the heat comes, you'll be more than you can bear. So for me, I think it's better to carry your team along, your boss along, and then learn from that mistakes and then just move past it, grow mm-hmm. over it. I know mm-hmm. that it shouldn't repeat true, itself again. True. true, true. Okay. Uh, I know we've talked yeah. a bit about this um, question I'm about to go to, which is um, networking. We've talked about, like, you know, building relationships, mentorship relationships and all. But I want us to talk more about, you know, this networking thing and, you know, people realizing that we're in a very, it's almost like we're in a global, global age where everybody is, we're all connected somehow. And it, it depends, the, the level of relationships you have is also as as far as you would get, literally. Let's just put this as it is. <laughs> the level of relationship you have is will determine how far you get. So what have been your experiences with, you know, networking or even maybe if you have practical examples of how you got a job? And I, I hope people now realize that even getting a job on the basis of networking is not that, mm-hmm. it's not shady mm-hmm. right now. Things are happening where we're in the era where people wear ordinary mm-hmm. word of mouth is mm-hmm. enough and word of mouth is not because they are trying to be they are trying to be um um they're trying not mm-hmm. to be fair word of mouth can be because you are consistent mm-hmm. with what mm-hmm. you do because they can back you up that mm-hmm. this person he has mm-hmm. integrity or something mm-hmm. do you understand so now networking is a big deal i just want to talk about it how if you've experienced any any kind of situation where networking came in play and you know did something or change the situation for you let me start with the engineer okay so for me i believe that networking is important and you network with both people mm. higher than you and people lower than you um i will say that for me i've gotten mm. jobs by even my junior colleagues they would actually say oh i think Nanubi can handle this and then i've also had senior colleagues that you know have called me to be like oh I'm in a place, they think somebody needs an, um, an environmental person. Can you do this job? And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. So for mm. me, you also have to have, mm-hmm. you have to be nice to people. You have to be in their faces. So that's when an opportunity comes, it's when you're in their faces mm-hmm. that they will remember that you do something. So you have to mm-hmm. also have that team spirit. Mm-hmm. And they know that as it happens for you, you have their back. That's when they can recommend you. So for me, like, like for, for my team, like um, my colleague, we have work that we do together. He has a project. He's calling me on that project. Please join me and all of that. So for me, I think networking is the in thing right now. And like you said, mm-hmm. how far you're going is about your circle. 
who are the people in your circle? Mm-hmm. If you are comfortable with that, be democratic, be everybody's just like I said, that's where you're going to be. So you have to earn to be um, bigger. But while you are climbing that step of going mm-hmm. higher, you're not stepping, you're not stepping out all the people lower than you because you also need. So that's it for me. Why you're networking is very important, but you also have to build people, build mm-hmm. friendship, build people around you. So when they know, when they trust you enough, they'll be able to actually help. Let me give another example. I remember there was a contractor. He was just doing something very silly, like he was doing waste management for us. And then one day he just called me. Ah, I was somewhere. They needed this particular person to do the job. I mentioned your name. And before I knew it, a company called me and said, oh, help us. And that's mm-hmm. somebody that you would think does not even have any education, anything. People. Because it's people mm-hmm. that would help people. So for me, I feel mm-hmm. that everybody is important. Everybody is important. Treat mm-hmm. people like you want to be I like, treated. I like the fact that, you know, you call that so attention to, you know, people like mm-hmm. the lower kida. And, you know, you, you exactly. Because most times when we're talking about networking, our minds are just set on, the the <laughs> up and doing the, the, the higher higher you get and, you know, having that having that call back to you like see it's not just those people even the the cleaner that mm-hmm. helps you out on the road you know those people can it might be yes. they might be the ones that have connections mm-hmm. to one big person that would be like i know i know one person that mm-hmm. is kind i know one person that says mm-hmm. hello to me every morning you know so it's really nice to hear that and to be able to, you know, to remember that. Yes, that's good. How about you, Nikki? I think it's all about adding value to everyone you meet. Like, I love what she says. Like, it's it's not, not sizing people up or necessarily, not necessarily condemning people. Yeah. Based on, it, even, they might have mm. done something silly in the past. I just say, this one, no. Not, not, you know, saying this person is like this so definitely this is how i'll act because actually contrary to to uh, popular opinion people change because we can actually tell ourselves that okay i i realized that i have a shortfall in terms of doing this i want to work on being a better person so if you could give yourself that credence why can't you give that to someone else mm-hmm. so i feel at times there are times of course it does not change it does not negate the fact that you have to be firm or you have to stand your ground on certain things or there are times that you feel maybe when someone is taking advantage of you, you just have to, you know, put your foot down, all of that. But it just comes with the idea of always, how can I add value to this person? Whether the person is higher or lower, how can I add value? What can I do to be of help? So when you, when you relate with people with that perspective, you see that you're building genuine friendships, genuine relationships, and those relationships actually speak for you later on. Right. Okay. So I want us to talk about um, yeah. gender inequality mm-hmm. and, you know, how you handle that at the workplace. Because we, we can't lie to ourselves <laughs> that, you know, so most times you do, like, mm-hmm. double the work mm-hmm. to get noticed mm-hmm. as a female. That's the honest truth. And, you know, so... Like even the most liberal, most uh, feminist mm-hmm. companies, <laughs> there are still some stereotypic things that happen in the companies mm-hmm. that we know. So how have you been able to, you know, create your own niche, create your own, you know, your own visibility as a woman in your workplace? Let me start with um engineering. Okay, so for for a female engineer, it might be quite very difficult for you to um, be that visible. <laughs> So 
um, you need to make up your mind to be good at what you do. You know, if the men have to be good, mm -hmm. you have to be best mm -hmm. at what you do. Put that extra value, extra excellence, mm -hmm. extra, extra, extra. So that when, 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 it, when shows come to push, you are not, you're not getting the opportunity because you're fighting, or fighting for female equality or female... I, I, in as much as I like all of that, but I like it first when mm -hmm. I'm putting my, my best foot forward. So you're yep. judging me based on my performance, yep. not because of my gender. So I'm at par with you when it comes to work. When it comes to delivering, you're giving me an A. So when he now comes, well, okay, so when you now want to put the sentiment of, oh, okay, she's a lady, oh, then that's a different case. But first of all, that A, a X, the excellent part of it, you're getting it. So for me, I feel that if, at workplace, I know there is this era, we're in this era of the women inequality and all of that, but that is not a leeway for women to now lean back mm -hmm. and feel that, okay, it's exactly. a softer way of getting what you want. You also have to be at good, you have to be good at what you do. You have to earn it. You have to really earn it. So that when they when they put exactly. you there, you're doing there was, a time, there was a time I was having a conversation, so, random conversation um, with someone, and she's meant to be a supposed feminist. And I remember maybe she was talking about her that you know she just stays, stays at home, maybe something, something basically about you know not giving your hundred at work. And I was wondering that okay, and then you will come and come and carry tea and table and be sitting and saying that. We deserve, we deserve, we deserve. Hello, hello, man. You don't deserve, you don't deserve because you're a female. Like, do you understand? We need to also take, like, it's just like saying, for example, you want people to take you serious. Let's mm -hmm. even forget gender. And then you are not, you are not putting yourself, you are not putting yourself mm -hmm. as a serious person. But you are just saying, because I am a more Ujutola, so I should be taken seriously. Like, and people will be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> after that. And I feel like this is very, this is a very serious conversation because I see women at the workplace where, okay, is it that you're using PMS? I'm sorry. I am sorry. You, we understand that, okay, you have PMS. You have premenstrual, postmenstrual, trimestral, or you have seven children. It's only you, whatever that's going on in your life. But can we stop that? That's, that's, um, there's that word I'm looking yeah. for, entitlement. That entitlement that we feel like, yeah, I'm entitled because mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm, a woman mm -hmm. that I'm pregnant. I'm entitled because because it's not every toenail that is hurting the guy that they come and say yeah. to workplace that see now because they, so why why exactly. why is it that women we also need to call ourselves back and you know be like if we are fighting for something we have to fight for it mm -hmm. being seen as people that are putting just as much effort. You can't be putting less than and be requiring or demanding for something that men are are doing. You you are not doing quarter of it, but you want the same. You want the same seat. You want the same this, and you're not giving as much. But of course, we understand as well the fight. The fight of okay, we are giving mm -hmm. as much, but we are yeah. not also getting. Of course, then we know that getting exactly. Yeah, that's a different ball game. But I just this just I just hope like you know people will listen to this and you know sit up. And stop being entitled. There's a sense of entitlement that sometimes comes with mm -hmm. feminism as well. That I feel like we need to remove the skill and stop. Don't demand what you're not mm -hmm. giving. Okay, <laughs> let me let you talk before I, before I fire. Like, like Angela Nubi said, the first thing is, okay, your performance, your performance, 
you don't want to be seen as you know questioning things when they're not like okay let's even look at what she has done and you're not even up to par <laughs> I was like, okay, so where exactly is this coming from? I say, eh, because I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like people should not just go with the bandwagon of, yes, women empowerment or what, what, what. Fine, it's fine. In some cases, like you said, if you're putting in the same efforts, you know, you're even doing more. And let's say this um salary difference that they do because it's a man, I'm like, hey, that's a different case. But there are cases when you feel you're not mm-hmm. you're not even doing more than enough because, like she said, there are times that okay, someone says something that if you're if you're preparing for a next role, I need to know that in your role right now you are excellent at what you're doing and you can actually do what that next role demands of you. So I I, I feel like in mm-hmm. in in that sense there are times that before you mm-hmm. even come and say I'm a woman blah blah blah, what have you done? What have you done better than the people there? Head and then we can have an argument and say, okay, everything is fair. But when you're not doing it, and even your own assignments, you're not even doing it well. I just feel, ah, at times you should just be coming there, like we should just think about this and like it's not. We shouldn't just you know fly and fight. it's not about fighting. And it's not about making a statement. It's about okay, what have you done? Okay, then let's use that as the basis of comparison. That's and then I just went to ask, has anybody been in any situation yeah. where you realized that, well, you were putting the work and, you know, the, the male gender was getting more money than you and did you do anything about it? I don't think I did. Okay. Well, for the civil service, well, for the, full, for the civil service is actually not really possible because yeah. you're at this level, whether we demand or do, you're getting mm. the same pay. Maybe opportunities, Maybe opportunities, maybe there is an opening for somebody yeah. to travel or whatever. For me, I feel that. For me, I feel this is what I feel. If you are good enough, as you are really good, yeah. they won't have a choice. Exactly. They'll be angry, but they won't have a choice. <laughs> so you have to, I think, I think for me, I think there was one day I was speaking to one of my bosses and he said something. Mm. He said, The first time I got, I took interest in you. Was the day we had an assignment, I was heavily pregnant. We had to go mm. to the Senate, uh, Senate building, it was the 11th floor, and we were going, coming back to the department, going, mm. and I was wondering that, ah, who was this person's driving mm. force? And that's it. And since that day, you know, even when I, you know, after you are feeling that kind of mm. performance, mm-hmm. the next day we call in sick, ah, no, just stay, don't worry, you're just perfect. So for me, I feel that. If you truly put in your best, sure. no matter what it is, the opportunity that comes, they will consider you too. Mm-hmm. That's it. And they know that you are really indispensable. This person is good. You will fight, you will fight um, shoulder to shoulder with the men and mm-hmm. you'll be able to get what you mm-hmm. want. So for me, I think we need to develop ourselves, be equipped, know, be informed. So I just said, so finally, I just want to talk mm-hmm. about burnout and, you know, well-being. Because I realize that many people don't pay attention mm-hmm. to this, um, you know, when we talk about work and all of that. So, you know, how have you been able to create us if you have? Be honest, if you are still <laughs> struggling with, you know, being in touch with your body and your mind. You know, how have you been able to ha- um, 
get a balance with work and even other things that maybe exist in your life, maybe family, maybe your own personal, other personal goals that might not even be related to work. You know, how have you just been able to stay as a well-rounded human being in your health, in your mind, mental health, everything? How have you been incorporating that as well into your day-to-day living? So, okay. Nikkei. Me, I'm still struggling. I'm way too old enough to it. <laughs> I'm still struggling, mm-hmm. especially when it comes with um diet. So I'm not going to call myself a workaholic, but I can practically go from morning to night and make sure that, okay, until I get this job done, I don't have time to eat. Yes. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I have seen that I need to work on that. Yes. And one thing I do is I, I try to be accountable. So it might sound silly, but I try to be accountable to certain people. Like, okay, I've not eaten, no. When they ask, have you eaten? Okay, this and this and that. But when it comes to my mindset, mm-hmm. there are times I, I notice that most people don't like to go on these. I don't know if it's just in the private sector. Like, people <laughs> will just, I'm like, so me, I've learned, right? You know, like, there are times you just need to go and, Fine, yes, you're important, so they might need your services at work, but there are times you need to clearly tell them that I need this time off. Ah, uh, problem. Okay. Because my, what <laughs> I see that, see, if you, not even if you die, if you leave that company today, they'll find a replacement. The replacement in, might not be as good <laughs> as you. Let's give you some credit. But if trust me, the replacement will still get the job done and everything will be all right. And it will be fine. And it will come fast. Why do you just have to kill yourself? Like, you, your leave is your entitlement. So when I go on leave, mm-hmm. I try to announce it as much. Please, I don't want to be bored. Except it's an emergency. It's what Daya said. I know that, ah, okay, if Nika does not do it, of which at times, when there are times you will still be able to lend in your voice once in a while. But I feel, let you to understand that, okay, your body is as important as your mind. If your body is not in good shape, there is no way you can function. Yeah. There is no way. So that that just brings a mm. reminder in my head that, okay, well, take the break because you need it. Take the break. Don't allow your body to demand it of you because at that time, you might have so many important things that you want to do. But willingly create that time to say, okay, this time is for my body and I'm going to take care of it. So that's just what works. Very good. Very good. Very, very good. Okay, so for me, there is always that burnout at work whereby you're exhausted, tired, Take a break. Ah, ah, if you go, this life would continue. So for me, I always gone, at least I always take my leave. And during my leave, I refresh. Mm-hmm. You know, time for family, time to do other things. All the things I've not been able to do, I do. I go on vacations mm-hmm. when I can afford it, you know. And I'm not thinking I'm about work. <laughs> I don't take work to vacation. And I'm not, I don't take work on leave. That's it. If I'm on leave, I'm on leave. So that's it for me. So that's when I'm coming back, I'm refreshed. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's important. Take time out. Take out, use your leave. Mingle with friends and family. Enjoy. See a move. I'm on leave, no work. Mm-hmm. But I'm not thinking about work. I'm doing other things. So that my mind is opened. Mm-hmm. For new ideas, mm-hmm. all of that, I'm not taking that baggage of work with me. And so for me, I also like to see the city. I go to new restaurants. Mm-hmm. I see, see, go to places. I just relax. Mm-hmm. Work would continue. Let the work continue with other people. Mm-hmm. You do your own 
enjoy that moment of family and enjoy yourself. You deserve to even spend the money you're working for. (laughs) (laughs) At least go shopping. Relax your mind. Mm -hmm. Spend the money that you're working for. And then enjoy yourself. That's what I do. What I yeah, do. and I feel like, and I also feel like people, like when Ty was talking, Tanya was saying something about, you know, like taking a walk to home and doing all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And I feel like, okay, it might sound really nice and it shows like, oh, you're very diligent. But I also feel mm-hmm. like there's a skill for you to know when to end work and know that, okay, I think this has to stop, this way it stops. And, mm-hmm. you know, the funny, there was more funny experience recently. Let me just quickly share before we end. And um, the consultant was asking the doctors that, oh, what keeps you, we're basically talking about maybe topics that we could talk about, use for like um, all these weekly teachings. And he was saying, you know, what topic, what, what situations have you encountered in your patient that keeps you up at night? And, you know, people were saying things, and in my mind, I'm like, was keeping you people up at night. Smart is shit on me. What is like, if that doesn't make me a bad doctor, it's just that before I leave, I went sure that okay, motivation, everything's motivation day. Like I have done it. Because I just feel like it is why am I carrying work home? Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, like what are we doing that I'm carrying the work home? I don't want to carry work home. It's actually discipline. You need yes. to discipline yourself. Yes. Because speak. you just realize work if your enemy dies at the end of the day, they will get a replacement. They will get a replacement. <laughs> and it might not even be take it might not even take them to this. They will get another mm-hmm. person. So you know, I, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for you guys joining this conversation, giving your time. I'm really, really, really grateful. Thank you for your time. Thank you, um, engineer. Thank you, Nikki Ajibadi Aziz. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for giving us this partner to stay. Thank you, opportunity, <laughs> sir. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. All right, bye. And have a beautiful evening. All right. Bye. You too.